0: Hey, everybody. Wow, you found it. You found my new podcast, the Uncomfortable for Christ podcast. Hey, I'm Aswin Johnson, and I really am so excited that you stopped by today. You know, this is uh, brand new for me. Absolutely brand new. I've never uh, done a podcast before, but I'm excited uh, to get started in this. You know, I want to tell you just a bit uh, of who I am. You know, my name's Aswin Johnson, and I'm a Christian author. I'm a husband. I'm a father. And I'm really just a normal guy. And I'm a normal guy that uh, Christ decided to die for. I'm a normal guy that Christ decided to, to love. And so that's who I am, and I am so excited to, to be uh, on doing this podcast today and to be talking to you. And what I want to talk to you about is getting uncomfortable for christ that's really the ministry uh that god has given me it's about getting uncomfortable for christ you know i i was thinking about this yeah you know we all we all want to be comfortable right you want to sit in a in a comfortable chair Uh, you want to earn a comfortable income i know i want to sleep in a comfortable bed you know when you put on a uh, on a when it's winter time and you put on a sweater you want it to be comfortable you don't want it to be itchy and scratchy <laughs> you know but being comfortable all the time is not always a good thing and i learned that in my own life uh, at, at an early age that being comfortable all the time is not a good thing because usually when you're so comfortable You really don't get a whole lot accomplished. And I believe that being comfortable is one of the biggest threats to the body of Christ. You know, I was thinking, uh, I'm so excited to do this podcast. Uh, It's my first time uh, jumping into this and it's actually my birthday. Today's my birthday and and sort of as as a present to myself. I said, you know what? I'm going to record a podcast episode. I might mess this all up, but I'm going to get uncomfortable and I'm going to record a podcast episode. And so that's uh, that that's what I'm doing. So I'm so excited that you are that you're listening. You know, I was thinking uh, with today being my birthday, the truth is I probably shouldn't even be here now and certainly shouldn't be uh, recording a podcast Uh, when I was young. When i was very young between uh, you know i'd say the ages of um maybe three and six uh, i suffered really badly with seizures so i used to have these seizures like like all the time and they were uh progressively you know they were getting worse and you know my mom uh she tells me it was really tough on her and my dad uh, to see me going through seizures because she said what I would do is I'd come up to her or I'd come up to my dad and cause I could tell like when the seizures were about to happen. And so I would, you know, grab one of them, you know, by the arm or by the finger, and I'd say, Hey, it's about to happen. And then it would happen, and I would have this seizure. And my mom says that uh, my eyes would roll back in my head. And many times I would like try to swallow my tongue and Uh, you know, I kind of turned a little blue and they would have to rush me to the, to the hospital and I would have these seizures and it was progressively, uh, getting worse. And the doctor told, uh, you know, my parents, he said, listen, you know, if Aswin keeps having these seizures, uh, there's a really good chance that it's gonna really, because he's so young and having them. It's really going to have an effect on his on his brain. It's really going to have an effect on his ability to learn. Uh, There's a good chance that you'll need to put him in, um, you know, sort of uh, special education classes because he'll probably have um, some some not so good effects from the seizures. And, you know, I uh, I look at that. I remember uh, my mother telling me that, you know, this was a particularly trying time uh, for her and my father. They were uh, praying and, you know, asking God uh, to heal me. My mother tells a story that she uh, she went to church and there was a man who uh, was uh, doing a revival at our church and he told everyone, he said, listen, tomorrow he was doing like a three night revival. And so he said, listen, tomorrow I want, uh, I'm going to pray a covering of healing over everyone who comes to the revival. And, uh, my mother said that he said for everyone to bring some bread to the church and anyone who was, uh, having some issues, some health issues, um, that they should give them this bread. He was going to pray over the bread and ask God to uh, to heal that person. So my mother did didn't bring us to church that night, which was odd because we were always in church. But she didn't. She she decided not to bring me and my brother. I have an older brother. She decided not to bring him. And my father uh, stayed home with us. And my mother went to the revival. And sure enough, she brought. Uh, some bread with her my family loves bread so we used to uh you know every dinner we had uh dinner rolls my mom would make the scrumptious dinner and then we'd have uh you know we'd have dinner rolls so she 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 brings our our favorite um dinner rolls to the uh, to the service and sure enough um the minister prayed over the rolls and so my mother decided the next day when she fixed dinner, she'd give us those rolls to eat. Now, she didn't tell us um, that she had done this. She didn't, you know, didn't tell us now anything. And in fact, I I recently found out about uh, about this story. At that time, my father had uh, recently got out of the hospital. He had a had to have a gallbladder surgery. So he was still recovering. And so my mom said, well, you know, she wanted my dad to to eat the bread that, that the minister had prayed over and, and certainly she wanted me uh to eat it um you know because i was dealing with these these seizures uh not sure why uh <laughs> my brother had to eat it but i'm sure it helped him <laughs> uh, so anyway uh you know my mother tells a story she um she you know gave us the um you know gave gave me the bread and about three days later, I had another seizure and my mother, you know, kind of felt like, wow, God, I thought that was the answer. I thought you were going to to heal Aswin uh, that way. And my mother began to really, you know, pray. They, of course, they had to take me to the hospital again and, and I was OK. And this time the doctor uh, gave my mother uh, some medicine uh, for me to take, and it was. I was a red medicine. It was a liquid medicine because I was such a little guy. So it was this liquid uh, red medicine and she gives, uh, you know, the doctor said, listen, you know, help and give him this medicine. Uh, it's going to help uh, with the seizures. And so my mother started to, you know, she started to give me that medicine. And it, it seemed like I wasn't, you know, wasn't having, uh, you know, seizures as frequently. But my mother didn't want me to be, you know, uh, having to take medicine all the time for seizures. You know, my mother was praying uh, that God would heal me completely uh, of the seizures. And I'm certainly not against um, taking medicine. God has given uh, our brilliant doctors wisdom for a reason. So I'm not against taking medicine at all. But you know, my mother's prayer was, you know, I was so little and she just didn't want me to, to be taking medicine. So she began to pray. Uh, very fervently, and uh, asking God to deliver me and remove, uh, these seizures from me. And she said one day she, it was time for me to take my medicine. And I was taking it uh, on, on a, on a regular schedule. And it came in a, it was in a, a big bottle. It was a big bottle of medicine. And it was a plastic bottle and the liquid in the medicine was red. It was a red liquid. Tasted awful, uh, as I remember. And so she had it up on a dresser and she told me, she said, as when it's time uh, to take your medicine, uh, go get, go get it for me. And we had carpeted floors in our house and I went to go get the medicine. And when I grabbed it off of the dresser, the medicine dropped and a plastic bottle shattered if you can believe that it shattered and this red medicine was all over our carpeted floor. And my mother saw that as a sign that God had healed me because how could a plastic bottle that drops from a dresser shatter all over everywhere? And My mother said she just felt God's presence and she felt that God had healed me and I would no longer have seizures and I would no longer need to take that medicine again because it was the blood of Jesus Christ, the red blood of Jesus Christ that had healed me. The Bible talks about in Isaiah that it's by his stripes that we are healed. And do you know God healed me? And I have never had another seizure. I never had to take special classes. I was, um, uh, when I was in school, I was taking, in fact, believe it or not, we didn't have all of this. Uh, what do you have now? All this, uh, advanced placement and all of that. Um, you know, we had what are called gifted and talented classes. And so, Uh, By God's grace, I was taking gifted and talented classes and I went on to to go to college and to do uh, many other things. But I wanted to share that with you because I was just reflecting. I'm like, you know what, man, I I shouldn't be doing a podcast right now. You know, if it wasn't for Christ, I, I, I may not even be here. I may not even be able to talk. Now, I was thinking about another I was reflecting on something else that happened to me when I was younger. I was 18 years old and I was working for a friend, a family friend. His name was uh, Mr. Brown. uh, Just an excellent guy. And uh, he had a construction business. And so I needed a I wanted a job uh, the summer between when I graduated high school and when I was going to go off to college. So I went and worked with Mr. Brown. My uncle was was working for him too and he had a he had a construction business and it was like light construction and i loved working there it was so fun the guys you know they were all older than me but they were just the you know just a great bunch of guys and and i learned uh, you know how to do some hard work and how to do um uh, you know some some things in the construction industry And one day we were, we were at this house and we had to, we were doing a roofing job. So we were putting the shingles uh, on the roof of the house. And of course I was the young guy. So I got to do uh, the not so fun jobs. Uh, And you know, when the, the shingles were supposed to be, usually roofing companies will place the shingles on the roof for the roofers. So you don't have to go back and forth uh, bringing the shingles up and down. But as it turns out, the roofing company, the schedule got messed up and they delivered the shingles the day before, and they just sat them on the ground. So we had to, you know, haul these shingles using ladders up and down, up and down. And I'm not really crazy about ladders at all. (laughs) And I was, you know, bringing shingles up and down, up and down. And I remember I, I, we were uh, almost finished and the guys were taking a break. We were actually standing on top of the roof of this house and we were taking a break and the guys were talking about someone they knew who had fallen off a roof, you know, and we were kind of laughing because the the guy, he fell off the roof and, and, you know, guys can be, he was, he was too cool to, he was to, to admit that he was hurt and he like jumped up real quick like nothing was wrong you know and they were like hey man take it easy you know And he was trying to uh, you know trying to be kind of macho for them and so we were laughing about that and there was one bag of shingles that was left on the ground so of course I'm the young guy I'm the new guy and they sent me to go get that bag of shingles so they said "Aswin, you know go down and get that last bag of shingles we're gonna put them on the roof and then we're done for the day So as I go to, go to, go to get down off of the roof, whoever the last person was that had grabbed a bag of shingles, the ladder wasn't secure. And, you know, as I stepped onto the ladder from, from off of this roof, the ladder completely slips out, uh, completely slips out from, uh, from below and I fall and, I know I hit my head because I had a big gash in my head and I was bleeding and the guys were yelling, Aswin, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was dazed. You know, I didn't, didn't really know what had happened. You know, I, or the last thing I knew was I was going to get a bag of shingles. The guys rushed down, they rushed down to, to check on me to see if I'm okay. And um, I thought I was okay. I, you know, I, I, I felt okay. My head hurt a little bit and I had a cut and I really did, you know, looking back on that incident, I did, you know, a couple of the worst things that you could do. So, uh, the, you know, the guys were like, do you need to go to the hospital? I said, no, you know, I'm, I'm fine guys. I'm fine. I'm going to drive home. So, I was by myself and I I drove home, which, you know, wasn't really a good idea. And I got home and I took a shower and I was so sleepy and I went to sleep. And that's probably like the worst thing you can do uh, when you have a head injury. I should have gone to the doctors. I should have probably gone to the hospital um, just to get just to get checked out. But I didn't. And I went home and went to sleep cause I was sleepy. Um, and thank God it was not serious. You know, thank God that, um, I didn't die, you know, from falling off of that roof and I wasn't, uh, uh, injured even more. And, you know, uh, that particular week was, was like a, it was like a crazy week. I remember I went back to work like that happened on like a Monday so I took off like the next day, but by Wednesday, I was back at work. I went back to work and I believe it was on Friday. Uh, one of the guys that work with us, he, you know, we were finishing up a job and he decided to have a drink. And so he um, had a lot to drink. He really did. He had a lot to drink. And, I, you know, I would, I would say he was probably drunk. And he, he needed to go somewhere. I don't remember where, but he needed to go somewhere. And I was like, Hey man, you've had too much to drink. And, and remind you, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 18 at the time. And these guys are, you know, probably in their, you know, forties. And so I said, listen, I don't want you to go by yourself because you've been drinking. So let me go with you. And as I look back, I really should have just driven him where he needed to go. You know but i but i didn't i figured i was you know protecting him by at least riding with him and i remember we were riding we were on this uh, sort of a country road and it was the road was shaded with these big trees and as we were driving a squirrel came out into the middle of the road and because this guy had been drinking he decided to try to run the squirrel over foolishly decided to try to run This innocent squirrel over he tries to run the squirrel over and of course the squirrel dodges him and but he loses control and the car spins around and does a 360 in the road and as it spins around and does a 360 in the road. We hit a tree, the back of the car hit the tree. Thank God we weren't injured, but we could have been killed. And I was thinking about all these things today. I was thinking about how God has over my life protected me and how God has had his hands on me and he's had his hands on me because he has purpose for me to do. He's had his hands on me because he wants me to be a blessing to others. And that's what this podcast is about. It's about getting uncomfortable for Christ and accomplishing those things that Christ has for us to do. And that's what I want you to do. And I'm going to share more stories. I'm going to encourage you. I want you to get away from your own agenda, and I want you to start growing uncomfortable for Christ. Because if you'll grow uncomfortable for Christ, trust me, you'll start to accomplish some major things for him. I bet you have stories of how things could have gone the other way had it not been for the Lord. I want to talk about those things. We're going to talk about issues in this podcast that, you know, sometimes make us uncomfortable. So I hope you'll join me. I hope you'll share this uh, podcast with others. We're going to do this at least every week. I'm so excited about this. I'm also excited about my new book, and I hope you'll grab a copy of it. The name of my book is Automatic Defeat Temptation with an Automatic Biblical Response. And you can grab that book, you can grab it at my website, which is aswinjohnson.com, or you can go to Amazon and type in my name, Aswin Johnson, A-S-W-I-N, and you can grab a copy of my book there. Listen, it's a book, to help you defeat temptation, right? And I'm going to, you know, in another episode of the podcast, I'm going to really dive into that. But basically uh, what this book is, is, you know, tempt- when you're a Christian, you're going to have to deal with temptations. Even Jesus dealt with temptations. And you can either say yes to temptation, which is not the right response, right? Because that's going to lead to your sinning. Or you can say no to temptation, but As you'll discover in the book, that's really not the right response. It seems like it. The correct response to temptation is to defeat it. And that's what I want you to discover, how you can defeat temptation. So listen, we're going to do more of this. I'm going to do more of these podcasts. As long as you guys will listen, I'll put out a podcast. I'm so thankful that you joined me today. And I can't wait until we get uncomfortable for Christ in our next episode. Hey, God bless you. I'm Aswin Johnson.